Heavenly Father, Lord God, I give you all the praise, all the glory, and all of the honor. I glorify and magnify your holy name, Lord. And I pray today for your people who I stand before. I pray that, Lord, this word that you've put into my heart to share from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 20, verses 29 to 34, will bless your people today will edify your people, will exalt your people to greatness. Hallelujah. And that in the midst of all of this, you will get all of the glory. Hallelujah. And God's people say, Amen. Amen. Praise God. The The word today is taken from Matthew, chapter 20, verses 29. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 20, verses 29 to 34. And when you've found it, just say, Amen. 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 Have you found it, young man? Yes, amen. Praise the Lord. Matthew 20, verses 29 to 34. And I begin. And as they departed from Jericho, a great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And the multitude rebuked them because they should hold their peace. But they cried the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And Jesus stood still and called them and said, What will ye that I shall do unto you? They say unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes and immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. Amen. Glory to God in the highest. This is the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. The the title of this word this morning is, What Will You Want Me To Do? Hallelujah. It's the question that Jesus poised these two men who were blind. Amen. We see at the beginning of the text that the word says that they departed from Jericho. And... Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. 
And he knew that as he would get to Jerusalem, he would spend seven days before he would be crucified. So here we see our Lord going and walking and traveling to the place, the city where he knew he would be crucified. Hmm? And on the way as he is going to Jerusalem, there is a multitude of people all around him. And in the midst of this crowd that is all around him, there are two blind men. Amen? Amen. In the other Gospels, they talk about blind Bartimaeus. But Matthew records it as two blind men in the midst of a vast multitude. And the Bible says that when these two blind men hear, when they hear that it is Jesus who is passing by, that they cry out, hallelujah, to Jesus, have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. Hallelujah. You know, when, when they are blind, many people that would be surrounding them had issues and problems and challenges. We all have challenges. We all have different issues. Hallelujah. We all are at different stages in our lives. But blindness is an altogether different challenge. Hmm? These men, blindness would mean in 2,000 years ago that they would have no future. Who would employ them? No one. They had no hope. No life choices. They were resigned, more or less, to be dependent on others. They would have to stand places or sit in places and beg for a living. That was their challenge that these men were faced with. Hallelujah. Praise God. So there was a multitude of people around Jesus with their own challenges. Some of them, their challenge may be They've, they've got a twisted arm. Some of them, their challenge might be they have headaches. Some of them, their challenge might be they've got unruly children. Everyone has a different challenge. But here we see these two men with a great challenge. Hmm? This challenge of blindness was a great challenge. It affected their entire life. Huh? And they were sitting on the wayside, the word says. But when 
they heard that Jesus Christ was passing by. Something triggered and moved inside of them. Hallelujah. Something must have triggered them once they heard the crowd say, Jesus is passing by. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes it's you just need that paradigm shift. You need that, 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 the eyes to be opened, your senses to be open to the fact that Jesus is close by. And the word says that these men cry out to him, O Lord, thou son of David. Hallelujah. They cry out to Jesus. And there have been times in my life when I have had issues and struggles that for me, they looked insurmountable. And I could only but cry out to Jesus. Amen. 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 You can only but cry to Jesus and say, Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy on me in this situation. Lord, have mercy. You know, when they say, have mercy on me, it implies that the situation has beaten them so much that even in themselves, they may attribute the, the reason why they are blind to themselves. You know what it's like in the church? When someone's going through something, hmm? people pick up the phone. Yes? And they call someone else, sister this and brother that. They discuss what's going on with that fellow saint. And when they're in their conversations, they say something funny. Hmm? Is it a wonder what him do now? Hmm? Just because they are not experiencing that issue, that struggle, they condemn. And I believe that these men had heard these conversations so much in their lives that for them, they was at a point where even they have accepted this condemnation. Which is a lie from the pit of hell. That's why it says, Jesus, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me. Hallelujah. Praise God. So not only were they struggling with their physical blindness, then it was dealing with Issues in their mind. Hallelujah. These men, even though they were sons of Abraham, were not claiming that they were blessed to be a son of Abraham. They were saying, Lord, have mercy on me. Hallelujah. Sometimes, you know, when you're going through some issues that can beat you down. You can get to this place. Oh, yes. 
like these men, huh? where the problem is so great, you think maybe it was me. Maybe I did something that displeased God. Maybe I could have done more to please God. Maybe I, I, I entered into something that I should never have entered into. And so forth and so forth. The enemy will always be telling you things that you had done. Because he is the accuser. Hmm? He's the accuser of the brethren. Hallelujah. But Jesus. But Jesus. Hallelujah. But Jesus. When the men heard that Jesus was passing by and they cry out to him. They realize here is our chance. The doctors can't heal me. The physicians can't sort out my problem. My family's turned their back against me. They just give me lip service now and then. My friends are just friends on paper. But they're not here physically with me. It's just me and him. Two blind men on our own. Hmm? And it's quite interesting that when these men are crying to God to have mercy on them, <clears throat> what does the multitude do? The Bible says in verse 31 that the multitude rebuked them because they should hold their peace. Hmm? Is it not remarkable that sometimes when you're at the lowest point, that there are some people want you to be silent about your issue. <clears throat> Those of you who's, who, who, who's, who are like a carer for someone who's vulnerable. Those of you who've done nursing or care for people. Those of you who've who have been like in the, ch in the church, in the leadership role, where you're responsible for others, you will all understand that sometimes when people are going through their issues, the enemy wants them to keep it a secret. Yes. Hmm? Because the enemy doesn't want you to cry out to Jesus. He doesn't want your word, your cry, your need to reach the Savior. Hallelujah. He doesn't want it to come out. He wants it to remain in blindness. He wants it to remain in darkness. Hidden away. Buried. Hmm? He wants you to bury it. Ignore it. Hide it. Live with it. That's what the enemy wants. And, and you see how the crowd, this is a multitude. So a multitude could mean a thousand people. It could be two thousand people. You remember back in when the Bible talks about Jesus feeding the multitude? Five thousand men, besides women and children. So it could be five thousand people. And these two men in their dire state of need is crying out to Jesus. 
And the multitude is telling them to be quiet. I want to say to any child of God now that's gone through something and the enemy has been telling you to be quiet, to be quiet. I want to tell you today to open your mouth and praise the Lord. Give him the glory. Give him the glory. Give him the glory. And give him the honor. And lift up your supplication unto Jesus Christ. The Son of God. Hallelujah. You are a child of God. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Let the world stay there. But don't be silent and listen to the world. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The world wanted these men to be silent. To please them. Huh? That's what the multitude wanted. Him, these men, to be silent, to satisfy them. Huh? And they can't help these men. Praise God. And you know, these men would have realized that, you know, they're in this situation now. And they come to this day, this fateful day in their lives. When Jesus is passing by. And I'm sure that before they realized that Jesus was passing, they would have had some thoughts in their mind about how, how they even get there. When someone is going through it, they have these kind of thoughts. Because even if you were to ask most people, where, if, you, if five years ago, would you envisioned that you would be where you are today? And you know, our church, we have a lot of young people, young families. A lot of, they're not here today, unfortunately, a lot of them. But if, you are, if they was to ask themselves five years ago, would they have envisioned that they would be where they are today? And most people would say, no. Most people would say that where they are today, they didn't envision that they would be. Hmm? These men, I'm sure in their past, because the word doesn't say they was born blind. So I'm sure in the past they had a life. They had a past. They had an ambition. They probably had a, they had a, may have had a career, a way of living. But they didn't plan that the enemy would inflict blindness upon them. They would have felt let down and betrayed. And maybe even they would have felt they let themselves down through their decisions in their life. You know, in those days, you could have gone into the, drag the wrong kind of water and wash yourself and suddenly you're blind. In those days. They could have made the wrong decision, gone to the wrong place, did the wrong thing. 
and forever they are regretting what they did. But I'm here to say that if anybody here today feels that way about their life, children of God, there's no need to continue in your situation. Hallelujah. Because you have a God. You have a Jesus Christ, Amen. the Son of God, Hallelujah. who can speak one word into your situation Amen. and turn Amen. it all around Hallelujah. for good. Hallelujah. <coughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. The word says, who God's bless, let no man curse. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And most times when you're going through your situation, the biggest enemy is the lies the enemy has put in our minds. Yeah, yeah. That tends to be the biggest hurdle we have to get over. And that's why I believed when Jesus met these men crying out, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus, the word says, he stands still and he calls them to him. And Jesus asks them, what will you want me to do? There's a reason why God came to these men and he asked them this question. What will ye that I want you want me to do? Hmm? Because he wants them to open their mouths and speak. What they want God to do. Amen. Hallelujah. He wants them to speak to their situation. What they want God to do. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Give him praise. Jesus wants them and he wants you to speak to your situation. What you want God to do. Amen. Amen, amen. Jesus says to them, what will ye that I shall do unto you? Mm. Verse 33 says, they said unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. That our eyes Hallelujah. may Hallelujah. be opened. Yes, Lord. Praise God. Probably all their life going through this blindness. They never spoke those words. For all the time they were going through it, they never spoke those words. That they wanted their eyes to be opened. They accepted the condition the enemy had put them in. Hmm? Praise God. Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for what Praise you have done. God, yes. God said, what do you want me to do? And they says, Lord, that our eyes be opened. Verse 34 says that Jesus had compassion on them. That's God's is a God of love. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You hear me, brother? Sometimes even when we condemn ourselves, sis, because we make mistakes, you know. Yes. Yes. Huh? We know we make mistakes yes. and we condemn ourselves. Yes. 
But God has compassion yeah, on us. Yeah, that even when we're faithful and we come to him, yeah, he will understand. Yeah, we, we are, you know, there's a saying in the scripture, the spirit is willing, yeah, but the flesh, the flesh is weak. Is weak. Mm? Jesus is a God of compassion. Don't sit down condemning yourselves. Don't sit down accepting the situation the enemy is attacking you with. Amen. Speak to Jesus Hallelujah. what you want him to do. Yes. Hallelujah. God is a God of compassion. Here he is on his way to Jerusalem where in just a few days they will crucify him. But he has compassion on those who call on his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is a God of compassion, young men. Whenever you've set your backs to the wall or you've made a mistake in your life, turn to him because he's a God, not of condemnation, but a God of compassion. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. That's why when Christ was on the cross, the word says when he was on the cross, he was still thinking about those who were down there witnessing him on the cross. The Bible says that when he was on the cross, yeah, he turns to the apostle, the disciple John, and he says to him to look on this woman here, Mary, and he says, behold, your mother. That's what he said to John. Whilst he was on the cross, going through all that pain, you know, when you're on the cross, it's like you're slowly drowning or suffocating. The air your lungs is taking in gets less and less and less. When you're on the cross, you die of suffocation. And here he is with the nails in his hands and through his foot. All the beating and scourging on his body. Hmm? Or the ridicule with the Roman soldiers around. Having compassion on his mother, on Mary. He said to John, John, behold this woman. Behold your mother. And he said to Mary, he said, woman, behold your son. Because he knew that in the culture of the system then, there's no that he, he, he who's going to look after her. Hmm? That's how the culture was then. So he's having that. He's showing that he is a God of compassion. Amen. Hallelujah! And in the midst of all of what these blind men were going through, in the midst of the multitude who were telling these men to be silent, God has compassion on them. Hallelujah. And God has compassion on us today, saints, children of God. He is a God of compassion. Don't be silent about that issue that you've gotten used to. Don't be silent about it and live with it. Look to Jesus. Call upon his name. Cry out to him. Hallelujah. And the God of compassion, he is faithful. He is true to give you what you've asked him to do. Hallelujah. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
Praise God. Praise the Lord.